Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, it's just crazy when you think about it. I'm, I'm looking uh, more at this 23-page report put together by NBC News. When you print it out, that's how many pages it is, 20, 23 pages here. Mexican drug cartels are targeting America's last best place. Cartel associates have flooded Montana with fentanyl and meth and also set up operations on Indian reservations where law enforcement is scarce. You know, it's crazy because you look at it, one of the uh, one of the folks they profile here, one of the Sinaloa drug cartel operatives actually snuck into this country across our southern border uh, back in 2020. And so when you think about it from that, that makes it even crazier when you think about it from that standpoint. Right. Uh, when you when you think about it from that standpoint, it's like okay, look, we know that our southern border has been a a challenge for for decades. Some presidents tried to do stuff on our southern border. Some presidents, like Donald Trump, did do something about our southern border. But even while Donald J. Trump was president, we still had a fight on our hands. Right? Remember, the Democrats were were fighting his efforts to to build that wall. They were constantly trying to hamstring President Trump's efforts to secure our southern border. And so while our border was was much more secure under Donald Trump and while it was actually the most secure the border's ever been in, in decades under Donald J. Trump, still you had cartel operatives who were able to walk across our southern border, especially in places like California. And look at the havoc that they have wreaked. So in this big NBC News piece, they, they focus on the fact that the Mexican drug cartels are targeting uh, Native American women in particular as they set up shop on our reservations. And, well, man, yet so many in the media didn't want to ask or, or answer this question or, or even ask the question, hmm, could could we be having a problem with missing and murdered indigenous women because of the drug cartel operatives on our reservations? Not just missing and murdered indigenous women, but also, but also missing and murdered indigenous men. Uh, anyway, big report. Uh, we can talk more about that. Or we can also talk about the big news that broke after our show on Friday morning. Friday morning, I told you live on the air in the 9 o'clock hour, even though we were broadcasting live from the Glendive Agri-Trade Expo. I told you live over the air, the big news that Congressman Matt Rosendale announced he was going to be running for the United States Senate. And then about four hours later... A major bombshell in the race. President Trump announced that he is endorsing Navy SEAL veteran, aerial firefighter, and Belgrade, Montana entrepreneur Tim Sheehy in the race. President Trump with a massive endorsement here in MAGA Montana or Trump Tana, as it's been referred to in the past. Anyway, we've got the phone lines open for you right now, 406 294 If you want to jump in on the phone lines here, couple of guests, a couple of quick uh, guests that are going to join us this hour of the show. We're going to do a wrap-up of all the Super Bowl ads uh, after our 8.20 break. And then uh, the boomer retirement bomb uh, that that is coming. Uh, that'll be coming up around 8.40. The rest of the time, we're taking your phone calls, uh, 406-294-0970. And I got a bunch of messages that are coming in on our Montana Talks app that I want to share with you as well. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
All right, let's jump right into your phone calls here. Uh, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. A couple of guests that we're going to sneak in this hour, but those are going to be quick conversations. So we'll be uh, sprinkling in your phone calls this hour of the show, and then phone lines open for the full 9 o'clock hour as well. But, yeah, I've got this report on our Montana Talks website. Mexican drug cartels target Montana and especially our Indian reservations. Big NBC News report that just came out over the weekend, in fact, featured prominently in this NBC News article, is Stacy Zinn, who, uh, before she retired, headed up the DEA here in Montana. And uh, Stacy Zinn, our first caller on the phone lines. Stacy, thanks for calling in this morning. Absolutely. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Well, first off, what did you think about this NBC News report, or, or what did you want to share this morning? Well, I was holding my breath because we worked on it after I retired, and I had to give you kudos because NBC somehow heard yours and mine conversation on the airways pertaining to the cartels and Indian Reservation. I got the phone call from them, and they're saying, hey, I heard you on... This Montana talk show, what can you uh, talk about, and is there anything that can we do a piece on it? So if it wasn't for you and, and our conversation, this would be for not. So, wow. Hey, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Now, now, they didn't credit us in their report, but, hey, that's all right. You know, I'm just glad somebody at the national level is putting a spotlight on this because – yeah, I mean, so many so many other folks in the Montana media, even if they cover the fentanyl uh, crisis, especially on our reservations, they ignore the southern border. They ignore the Mexican drug cartels time and time again. Well, absolutely. And this is what we need to be serious about. If we're going to impact the drug flow and the drug trafficking here, we also have to bring in more law enforcement support. We need to bring in more federal agents that work drugs in order to combat this problem in Montana because there's lots of land and the cartels is finding out that they can hide among our reservations and also the price points of these drugs on the reservations are skyrocketing so they can make huge, huge profits. Well, the one thing that what I don't believe was included in this NBC report, unless I scanned it too quickly here, is no mention of the missing and murdered indigenous women uh, crisis. We've seen a lot of news reporting on MMIW in Montana, but but boy, they never thought to think, hmm, are the Mexican drug cartels tar targeting Native American women, and could that be part of the problem here? Well, we've heard whispers about the Mexican tar cartel and what they do with sex trafficking. And there's an investigation that's being adjudicated right now, which will be revealed to the public in the near future, where we heard whispers of that. And I dedicated my teams to find that information, but we never found any traces of it happening. NBC did ask me about that very question. I spoke truth. You, what you see, and unfortunately, you see a lot of native-on-native -native crimes and assaults and other issues that take place. And I don't think NBC wanted to print that part um, just because it didn't it didn't work into their storyline. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a big and important story as well. Well, Stacy's in. Thanks for calling in this morning. Yeah, that full video and the uh, a link to the full NBC reports now on our Montana Talks website, including our, our prior conversation. I think from back uh, last May, I think is when that took place. So thanks for calling in. Absolutely.
Take care and kudos to you. All right, you too. Yeah, thanks. No, that's that's. Uh, I'm I'm glad to know that that what we're doing is making a difference to get this to get the word out on this stuff. So that no, that's huge. Uh, when you got NBC News saying, "Hey, we saw this story on this Montana Talks show," and uh, and now they're putting on a spotlight on an important topic. That's uh, that's important. We, we appreciate that. All right, into the phone lines we go. You know, I mentioned we've got this big story about the Mexican drug cartels, plus another big story on our Montana Talks website. Donald J. Trump endorsing Kim Sheehy in the Senate race here in Montana. Mary in Billings, uh, what's your thoughts? Thanks for the call. Well, I have several. And thank you, uh, Stephanie, for mentioning the Indians. They get taken advantage of all the time. We all adore you. And when Rosendale put his name in for Senate, that just gave uh, Tester a full run. Because the vote would be totally split. I'm going to vote for Tim Sheehy. I think he is a good representative to our country. We need new blood. And thank you for all your, what you do for us. So the, the Democrats were pretty happy when, when Matt Rosendale announced he was going to run for the Senate. Uh, they're hoping that the Republicans just do nothing but attack each other over, for the next, what, several months until June. Well, I, I, if Rosendale would have even thought about it, I think he got bribed. My personal opinion. That's my two cents worth. <laughs> so do you, do you, do you hope that he that he switches and then stays in the house? Because I think he could still do so until the filing deadline. Uh, I think someone need to take him down and talk to him very seriously and say, "Hey, we need you to stay in the Congress." End of story. Well, and that's what I wonder. I mean, I, I know he's he's saying right now, because a lot of his friends have been trying to tell him that, Matt, stay in the House. You can win that race. Why try to run against John Tester again? Why not let a political outsider here and a Navy SEAL veteran, when the when the veteran's vote is so important, why not allow him to take on that fight? And then you can stay in the House and keep fighting from there. But, but you would think a Donald Trump endorsement of Tim Sheehy would convince him otherwise. But who knows? I mean, I, there's still time to, to change course, I guess. Well, someone needs to talk to him seriously because we need to keep we need to get Tim Sheehy in there because he would be a good benefit. All and right. Rosendale can stay in the Congress. He would be good there. All right, Mary, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Art in Boyd, Art, stand by. I'll, I'll, I'll get to you either right after this or, or right after our guest. Uh, but it, either way, I want to hear from you, Art, so stand by. 406 294 uh, And we got messages coming in on the Montana Talks app. This is the Montana Economic Minute. You need money very badly and have little collateral to secure a bank loan. I lend you money anyway and charge you a 20% interest rate. Many of us are perfectly comfortable making that kind of transaction illegal. There's a long history of doing so. In fact, there was a time centuries ago when any kind of money lending for interest was illegal. The urge to bring the hammer of law down on commercial transactions we don't like is a strong one. If we're all done by votes, we might outlaw trucks on city streets, chemicals transported on trains, candy bars, and cigarettes. Obviously, some of those are outlawed, or at least restricted in some places, which makes my point. But before we stretch this list to include even more unfavored industries, be they vacation rentals or scalping sports tickets, let me pose a question. Does the power of democracy extend to removing one's livelihood, especially if the product or service is bought and sold in full knowledge of what they are and what they'll cost? I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research.
This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. No, I was just thinking, man, I, I didn't even watch hardly any of the Super Bowl commercials. I think the only I saw the only one I saw in full was the the RFK Jr. Uh, commercial. Did you guys see that one? It was like the throwback to the John F. Kennedy campaign in the 1960s. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Well, now RFK's apologizing for it. It's like, oh, come on, man. Don't apologize for that. Give me a break. Uh, I saw that one, and then I saw the, uh, the, the, um, the, the one about Jesus that didn't seem that theologically accurate, but I, I, I didn't really care about the Super Bowl, and I was hoping that you know the day after somebody would have a write-up featuring all of the best uh, Super Bowl commercials so I could just go back and watch the good commercials without having to watch the entire Super Bowl. But I was, I was kind of like half watching, half listening to the Super Bowl, so that's why I missed a lot of the ads. I, I thought the halftime show was great, but you know I'm an 80s, 90s kid, so I've grown up with Usher. So I, I thought Usher did a great job on the halftime show. It might be an unpopular opinion here in Montana, but I thought it was great. I mean, it was like it was like being back at a Howard University homecoming for me. I thought it was cool. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Art and Boyd, Richard and Kalispell, stand by. We're going to get to your phone calls here in just a, a few minutes. Uh, but first, we've got Sheila. Uh, Sheila, is it uh, Rondo? I apologize. I meant to check in with you during the break there. Uh, marketing strategist, uh, CEO of Mog XP. Uh, anyway, Sheila, thanks for being with us here this morning. Thanks for having me. So you've worked with all sorts of Fortune 500 brands, uh, multiple industries. What did you think of the Super Bowl commercials last night? They were good. Um, I won't say they were great. We had a couple standouts that were were better than others compared to other years. Um, They were good. Yeah, were were there ones that are getting a lot of attention this morning? Because I thought, you know, maybe the fact that they weren't great is why nobody's really writing about them this morning. It's usually it's like every Monday morning I can come in after the Super Bowl, and you and somebody's got a, a roll up of all the best commercials. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing a lot of conflicting um, reports of what people like and what they don't. Um, you know, the the demographics for the Super Bowl is so broad that not everybody likes every every commercial. It's it's not always the same way. Um, folks gravitate to different ones and, and that's why it makes sense for for them to be in this type of platform. But there were a couple that, that did really well. And realize that when I look at commercials, I look at them a little differently. I want a commercial that is going to surprise and delight and truly entertain. But also it has to be authentic for the brand. So my my big piece is if you don't remember what the brand was, it doesn't matter how great the commercial was. Yeah, in in connecting with your audience, I, I, one one of the most memorable ones for me, and there was a lot of Montana connections and agriculture, so that's why. But it was the Paul Harvey, uh, God made a farmer audio. Uh, tied in with a bunch of incredible photographs of farmers and ranchers and and that was just so memorable that was like the next morning how could you not talk about anything but that and really it seemed like there there's no big oh this was the ad to talk about last night in terms of of dollars how much did the spots go for and i I guess just financially how big of a deal was it so realize that the spots are about seven million for 30 seconds 
So think about the commercials. There were certain advertisers that had multiple commercials that I felt like were lukewarm. Um, you've got apartments.com and homes.com. Um, they were on multiple times, and they were just kind of – not only was it $7 million for the airtime, but the production cost is, is huge that goes with it. So those were kind of lukewarm. I think the ones that really hit it, think about Beyonce's. Well, you may or may not like Beyonce. The commercial was entertaining, and it constantly went back to a message of she couldn't bring down their network, which was spot-on messaging. Yeah, that was a Verizon commercial she did there. Yeah, that was interesting. I saw one of the Uber Eats commercials with the really long run-on promo code, and I, I was getting dizzy just watching that one. Did, <laughs> did I guess Bud Light tried to tried to run another frat boy commercial to try to recover from the uh, from last year's uh, you know market tumbling uh, Dylan Mulvaney ad. Uh, so so apparently that they tried to bring back the frat boy uh, deal last night. You know, the commercial is okay, but I actually like the previous commercial they did better. And I, if I had been them, I think I would have sw- switched the two. Um, I like the Peyton Manning and Emmett Smith um, because it had more of the Super Bowl vibe. I liked that, and I would have swapped the two commercials. Interesting. Any any idea on how big the night was last night? I I thought it was kind of funny that even even um, one of my daughter's friends that's a big Swifty, a big Taylor Swift fan, even she was was rooting against the Chiefs last night because she just thought it's it's gotten to be too much with this whole Kelsey Swift nonsense. You know, at a certain point, it it goes through these peaks and valleys with lots of celebrity couples. I mean, it was the same way with B, with Beyonce and Jay Z. Um, we've seen it with the Kardashians. Um, it kind of plays itself out. But when it comes down to it, they're not asking for it. It's not like they've they are um, stepping into it. They really have been pretty respectful about it. the The other side of that, though, if I was a a sponsor, you look at the amount of time they got almost a full minute on Taylor, that's a, that's about $14 million for her brand. <laughs> In free advertising, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, very interesting. Well, Sheila, thanks for being with us. appreciate your time this morning. Well, thank you. Uh, all right. Yeah, have a good one. And, yeah, I don't know if anybody else, if, message us if you saw a Super Bowl commercial that, that was actually good, that you actually really, really liked. Because, uh, like I said, I wasn't glued to the TV uh, last night. I was trying to get ready for the show this morning. All right, into the phone lines we go. I mentioned, you know, the big news that came out after we wrapped up our statewide show Friday morning. Uh, massive Trump endorsement in MAGA, Montana. Uh, Donald J. Trump endorsing Tim Sheehy in the Republican Senate primary here in Montana. Art in Boyd, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Great to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, strongly encouraged Matt to stay in the House of Representatives because I feel like he's a real rock star there, and he is. Um, and he has, it's a sure thing that he'll, he would make it in there as far as I'm concerned. But I have three questions. For both of them, and especially for Tim, because I think I know what Matt's answers would be. Um, one is, do you think that Joe Biden was duly elected in 2020? Two, 
do you think that Mitch McConnell should remain as a leader? And if he is removed or he steps out, would you uh, support the person that he, uh, I'm sure he would handpick somebody, would you support that person? Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but uh, he's been a disaster for the Republican Party. And number three, what do you think of the mandatory jab and the mandatory mask? Yeah, what right. What do you do about them in the future? Those are the three questions I'd like both of them to answer. Yeah, those are great, great questions all around. I, I'm with you. I, I, I think McConnell is on his way out. I hope he's on his way out, but kind of like I, I chatted with Senator Steve Daines about last week, I'd rather see sooner rather than later. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, well, and, you know, we, I haven't talked about it too much here, but I, you know, there's a lot of speculation. In fact, uh, who was it that was saying it? Um, somebody was telling me, uh, well, anyway, this is just speculation, but, you know, you, you heard the words that, that President Trump used to describe uh, Steve Daines and his work as as the chairman of the NRSC. Uh, and, you know, it's you don't want to put the cart before the horse. We've got to win back the Republican Senate majority first. But I think there's a very likely likely chance that if the Republicans win back control of the Senate, that Montana Senator Steve Daines could be the next uh, Senate majority leader. So that would be very, I mean, he'd be, you know, first uh, Montana Senate majority leader going back to the days of Mike Mansfield, if that were the case. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, I have my own opinions about who I think should possibly be. I'm a little more hardcore. I'd like to, <laughs> Get a Ron Paul in there or something. Yeah. Or Rand Paul. Yeah, Rand Paul. Paul. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he'd, be, he'd be fun to get in that in that spot as well. All right. Well, yeah, and, uh, you, you mentioned that uh, it was still possible Matt could jump back out um, and stay in the house. Uh, do you think she would support Matt if he would do that? If he stayed in the house, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. That's a, that's a really good question. That's another well, one I would like to know. I know. I mean, well, six months ago, when all this speculation was going on, I remember six months or so ago. I mean, Tim Sheehy was was saying just that, and, and Steve Daines was saying just that. They're saying, "Hey, Matt, you're doing a good job in the house. Stay there. Uh, stay yeah, in the fight yeah. there." And so, um, yeah, no, that's that's a good question because a lot of the people who said that they would run for the house said they wouldn't run for the house if if Rosendale kept running for the house, but. But but then again, now that he's filed for the Senate and they start running, uh, is it a little hard to slow down that train once it gets moving? I don't know. But uh, Art, great to hear from you. And I, I know you are you truly are one of uh, one of Matt's uh, friends and supporters uh, that's been saying just that. Hey, stay in the house. Richard in Kalispell, uh, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Well, basically, I'm in the same place the last couple people have talked about. Uh, Matt's really stepped up in the house. He should stay there. And by God, we need to get rid of Tester. I don't, I don't care who, what party you're from, but he is doing no good for the state of Montana or the nation. So I'm in very much a favor of Sheehy running for Senate and being left alone. And Rosendale, uh, just staying right where he's at. He's done a heck of a job, and that's where he should be. Well, in that eastern Montana seat, I mean, it's such a safe Republican seat that you can you can hard charge and just and, and try to pull the you know, the party, pull the caucus to the right. Uh, right. And so, yeah, why not stay there and, and do just that? Yeah, we I've been hearing that consistently from a lot of folks out there. Uh, all right. Anything else, Richard? I just hope uh, Matt's listening to this and taking it into consideration and. Uh Right now, I think he can do better for the people of Montana staying where he's at versus going into Santa. And I'd like to shake the dice and get rid of this so-called rancher farmer.
Yeah, Chester's got to go. Train wreck all yeah. around, all around. All right, Richard, thanks yeah. for the call. Got to take a quick break. Stand by. Taking your calls live, 406-294-097. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Tim and Billings, stand by. We'll get to your phone call here in just a few minutes. Uh, we got uh, another great guest that's going to join us here uh, briefly. Big story, a boomer retirement bomb is about to blow up America's economy. In fact, that actually ties in. I, I had a message from Bruce in Ennis on our Montana Talks app. Did you see the RFK ad during the Super Bowl? Now, that, that question came in before I, I talked about it with our with our previous guest um yeah i saw it for those of you that missed it i'm gonna play the audio because i'll tell you what if you're one of those baby boomers out there i thought it was a great ad and now i'm not a baby boomer but but when i watched and heard the rfk jr super bowl commercial apparently it was a super PAC that that did it on his behalf it wasn't him uh but when i heard that ad i could just picture my grandma and grandpa sitting in in their living room watching tv uh, you know, back in the day when my mom was just a little girl, because that that ad just had that type of a sound and a look to it. Uh, but anyway, speaking of baby boomers, let's go to Ed Batowski. Uh, Ed is a financial strategist. Uh, has been in the financial services industry for over thirty years. And Ed, yeah, a boomer retirement bomb is about to blow up America's economy. You know, I I wanted to get you on to talk about this story because here in Montana we've got. You know, we've got a, I, I believe, a higher percentage of of baby boomers, of folks that are either in retirement or approaching retirement. So, how big is this? Yeah, well, when they call it a bomb, that it makes it sound like it's a really negative thing, and and I don't believe it's a real negative. I mean, what they're basically saying is that there's a lot of people who are entering retirement, and when they do, they're going to be out of the. Um, workforce, and they're going to be spending less money um, than they normally would if they were working. Yeah, so according to census data, 44% of boomers are at retirement age. Millions more are soon to join them. By 2030, the largest generation to enter retirement will all be older uh, than 65. I mean, I've even heard that, that now some of the Gen Xers are starting to retire as well, but uh, but yeah, I think I think you can see that even here locally in Montana, a lot of the growth that we're seeing in places like like Billings and other parts of the state is people that are either retired or are approaching retirement that are getting the heck out of California and some of these other places, and so they're bringing that wealth and that income with them. But that's also why it's hard to find people to fill all the jobs that that economic uh, you know wealth is is bringing in. Yeah, and one of one of the big big issues is that a lot of people have not planned for the rising cost of living increase, the true rising cost of living increase, which is closer to 7% a year. So a lot of people have done their planning, planning on about a 3 to 4% increase in inflation, and, and that's not the number. It's really closer to 7%. So you have a lot of people who have planned for retirement, planned their first year out, and haven't done a good enough job of really – uh, thinking about how much it's truly going to cost them in retirement. 
Yeah, very interesting. I mean, even even if you take away the inflation that we've seen over the last three years, just what typically happens in a year anyway, are people doing the right financial planning to truly uh, be set for retirement, uh, especially now that, you know, people can actually lead more active lifestyles uh, in, the, in their, you know, 60s and 70s than maybe they used to? Yeah, I mean, you know, today happens to be my birthday. And I'm feeling much older today. <laughs> I, I always joke. I was like, you know, I may, I may, I may be in my my low forties, but I've got the back of a seventy year old. <laughs> Thanks, Army. Uh, Federal Reserve data shows that while the 56 million Americans over 65 make up just 17 percent of the population, they hold more than half of America's wealth, uh, almost 97 trillion dollars. Wow. Yeah, but when this article was written, they called it a, an, a bomb. I'm not really sure what negative thing they were thinking about other than people were going to retire and spend less money in retirement. That's the only negative thing I can think because they're not about to start buying new assets because they're retired. Yeah, and, and a lot of services uh, that, that need to be uh, there to support. I mean, I think it shows, you know, we see the, the nursing uh, faci- homes, the, the senior living facilities, the healthcare facilities. And like, for example, a lot of the people that move to places like Billings and Great Falls, they move there to be closer to those types of things. So, uh, but then once, once that generational transition takes place, do those same facilities shift to target a younger demographic uh, when, when that big uh, burst of boomers uh, uh transitions uh ed batoski great to chat with you thanks for joining us this morning thank you all right appreciate your time all right uh 406-294-0970 is the number for you you got something you want to talk about you want to weigh in on something we've been covering already uh yeah let me let me play that that rfk jr ad for some of you boomers out there if you missed it last night during the super bowl so the imagery if you were watching the actual commercial, it's all these old uh, JFK posters, right? It wasn't RFK uh, posters. It was the John F. Kennedy campaign posters that were put into this ad. For president who's seasoned through and through A man who's old enough to know And young enough to do Well, it's up to you, it's up to you It's strictly up to you American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Man, I thought that was a great ad. But now, of course, RFK is apologizing to the other members of the Kennedy family who are apparently so entrenched at the Democrat Party that it doesn't matter how much Biden screws up, it doesn't matter how much destruction the Democrat Party is causing uh, in this country, they don't even want a Kennedy running a Kennedy campaign commercial. Let's go to uh, Tim in Billings next up on the phone lines. Tim, what's going on? Morning, man. When I saw that ad, I was waiting for Rocky and Bullwinkle or Underdog or maybe the <laughs> Flintstones to come on right after. It did but, sound uh, like that, didn't it? Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, I felt like Saturday morning cartoons, you know. But uh, no, you know, you're hey, talking boo-boo. about the difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, uh, talking about the various uh, the various leadership changes, you know, uh, possibly McConnell stepping down, stuff like that. You know, I, I found it very interesting that Ronna McDaniel decided to step down the time that she did. You know, it's almost like she's 
tried to hurt the Republican Party. And, and I saw that there's people saying that maybe Kevin McCarthy, I saw Matt Gates said maybe Kevin McCarthy should become the head of the RNC because he is such a good fundraiser. But I think that they need to look towards uh, Harmy Dillon because I think she does a really good job. And She's another great. Thing I saw yesterday, the other thing I saw yesterday was uh, uh, Ken Bogner. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw an ad on social media that he's now running for the, the Congress, you know, because uh, Rosendale announced that he's going to run for the Senate. And I started looking through the comments, and, man, there's just so many people... The, the, the trolls out there, I don't know if they're getting paid or if they just don't have a life, but all these people who claim to be conservatives and Republicans that say, oh, the Republican Party is dead to me as long as there's Trump, and, you know, they go on with all this stuff, and then you go look at their profiles, and it may as well be, you know, a Democrat uh, a Democrat campaign commercial. Oh, yeah. No, I, I will guarantee you that it's – that. Mo- I will guarantee you that most – it's just like the letters to the editor – it's AstroTurf. Yep. Mo- almost all of it is AstroTurf. It's being coordinated and organized. I, in fact, I'll tell you where most of them are coming from. They're coming from the basement of the MEA MFT. They've probably got three or yep. four staffers, you know, eating Cheetos and drinking Bud Light sitting, <laughs> sitting down there. And that's what they do. They put out, they, they create these fake Twitter profiles and they pretend to be there Republicans. Is. I mean, it's, it's just like Rush Limbaugh would call out the seminar callers. You saw the seminar tweeters and the seminar Facebook commenters. They're not even drinking Bud Light. They're probably drinking kombucha or boba teas or some fruity <laughs> thing like that, you know. Because they got they got to show exactly how weird they're they are, you know. It's it's like the freak shows in town, and they're all competing to see who can be the weirdest person of all. Congratulations, you're a freak. Oh, it's like uh, no, actually, you're just another boring white guy, but you, you're trying to be special by pretending that you're not a guy. Exactly. We we totally get what's going on. Hey, I, I, I know good conservatives that drink kombucha. Um, I, I I'm not into it myself, but I've seen some good conservatives drink kombucha. So, uh, but that's all right. If you didn't offend somebody, we haven't done our job yet this morning, right, Tim? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I like to I'm everybody. You know, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think Mitch McConnell's days are numbered. Maybe I'm just being optimistic here, but I, I do think that shift is happening. Uh, it's, it's not happening as quickly as many of us would want, but I do think it is happening. I saw uh, Mike Lee, the Utah senator, was on Fox News over the weekend, you know, calling out Mitch McConnell for for caving once again not getting border provisions, but yet pushing another Ukraine bill. And thankfully, Senator Steve Daines did not uh, support that effort. Uh, So, yeah, that was good to see. All right, uh, Tim, thanks for the call. Quick break. Phone lines are open for you as well. 406-294-0970. And then I got a few messages I need to get to on the app. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Our lady of what? You're the president of the United States. You have the nuclear football with you at all times. You know, this country has geopolitical foes that are reading this report and and they are plotting and planning and scheming and they're going to be making decisions based on what they're reading here. You know, ask yourself, is Joe Biden equipped to drive your kids to school? Would you hire, if you're looking for somebody to safely drive your children to school, would you pick Joe Biden? Is, am I right that Joe Biden's not capable of being a Walmart greeter or a Target greeter? How does he remember in a superstore where all the departments are? I don't think he'd be up to the job. I just don't believe it. 
check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, you can give your home a new look with premium custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. And right now, you can save up to 45%. Now, choose from their Roman and woven wood shades, shutters, motorized options, and much more. And it's all 100% online, the better way to shop. And that means no showroom markups, no pushy commission salespeople in your home. You can do the measuring or installation yourself or just let Blinds.com handle it for you. There's just one low installation cost, even if you buy multiple window treatments. And with Blinds.com, you get design experts that can help you pick the best styles. That's free. They'll even give you free premium samples. That's fast and free. And with Blinds.com, they give you an upfront quote that you can trust online, no hidden fees. And with Blinds.com, you get free shipping and, of course, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy, they will make it right. Go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to 45%. That's right, 45% off for a limited time when you go to Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Assist you recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a few messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app. Uh, let's see here. Ray in Great Falls. First off, uh, yeah, Ray, I I assumed that that was the same thing you did um, with uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates endorsing Kevin McCarthy to lead the RNC because uh, Kevin McCarthy is a good fundraiser, which is true. Kevin McCarthy was a really good fundraiser, and you got to be a good fundraiser to win win big elections, of course. Uh, I assumed that was a sarcastic tweet. Ray in Great Falls says that was a sarcastic tweet by Gates endorsing McCarthy. Yeah, I, I was of that same assumption there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you there, Ray. Uh, Paul in Fort Peck, everybody can relax. It's just the primary. Tester won't be on the ballot with Matt and Tim. No vote will be split. Sheesh. Yeah, I don't think people are worried about the vote being split. I think they're worried about uh, the effort and the money and the time being split uh, and spent on a uh, contested Republican primary uh, time and money that that won't be spent focusing on getting new Supreme Court justices elected in Montana or another Republican superintendent of public instruction uh, elected in Montana. I think that's the concern is that, okay, you you waste all these time and resources attacking each other uh, when when you could be, you know, focusing on other races as well. Um, uh, Anyway, uh, let's see another message that came in. Jamie and Columbus. Just a friendly reminder that Matt Rosendale can win a statewide election. He got over 56 percent of the vote in 2020 for the sole congressional seat. Yeah, that House seat. Democrats have, have not been able to win that House seat for decades now. Congressman Ryan Zinke won it at the statewide level. Matt Rosendale won it at the statewide level. Um, but I, I think that's also why, you know, I think I think Ryan Zinke is not running for the Senate right now because I, I think he he believes, as many others do, that. Yeah, just because you can win a statewide House seat and and get reelected as a sitting congressman doesn't mean that you can pick off a sitting senator. 
and, and, and all we got to do is go back and look at 2012 when that happened. And so so if we just want to run another congressman against uh, the sitting senator, are we just going to get the same results that we've gotten in the past? I think that's that's why Republicans, uh, a lot of Republicans are looking to take a different approach here in 2024 and not just go with the same strategy that has failed in the past. Uh, let's see, Morgan, oh, let's see, Morgan and Helena. Where did I put the message from Morgan and Helena? I had a message from Morgan and Helena here. Sorry, I must have uh, must have just misplaced that one. I was going to share that one for you here. Uh, let's see, Tom and Billings sent us a message. This came in regarding Joe Biden and the classified documents. From my position, 30,000 feet over the issue, here is my take on the recent confidential documents cases. There is a store called Government. Hillary and Joe were employees at this store. They were caught shoplifting from their place of employment. Hillary did her best to lie, mislead, and tap dance her way out of this to the point of committing additional crimes. But because she didn't mean to do it, she got a pass on due process. Joe is actually a career criminal. He's been stealing from his employer for the past several decades. But because he is now the current owner of the government and, two, a doddering old fool, he gets a pass on proper judicial due process. Donald was a one-time owner of the store. Why is he in trouble for having some of his own products in his highly secure possession? Did I oversimplify this? Yeah, Tom, John Jackson, the joker from Twitter who joins us every Tuesday, I thought he summed it up really well. Donald Trump was the president. Hillary Clinton was not the president when she uh, mishandled classified material. Joe Biden wasn't the president when he mishandled classified material. And we could go on and on and on down the list. Donald Trump was the president. He had the authority to declassify material. He has the Presidential Records Act. Oh, here's a great one from the Disney family in Libby. When the football game started last night, a friend received this. The biggest Super Bowl in history is going on in D.C. right now. It's the Patriots versus the Steelers. Great line.